0: I was targeted and trafficked in America. And then I got free. But I really wasn't free.
1: Real life starts now. This is real life radio show with Onlay.
0: I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate
2: in living such a dark and callous life.
1: Real people.
0: I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here.
1: Real problems.
2: I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm gonna kill you. One solution. God.
0: Hope is a person and his name is Jesus
2: and now your host Onlay. Hi, this is Evangelist Onlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show and today we're going to be talking about human trafficking. What is human trafficking? Well, it's set up by these perpetrators who are called traffickers and they use force, fraud or coercion to lure their victims and force them into labor or commercial sexual exploitation not good stuff. And in the previous show, we had Christina Glacken tell us about the horrific experience that she went through. She was lured into trusting this guy who was a trafficker, and he looked like just this normal guy. And he befriended her, was so good, told her everything that she wanted to hear, and then took her from Nevada to California, promised her this wonderful concert, fake ID. And she gets there, and then at gunpoint, tells her that she needs to earn him $400 doing horrible acts. She says no, and they go through this process where they mentally and emotionally beat her down and even physically beat her down until she caved in to their requests. They would not relent until she would cave in. And as she goes through it, praise God, she gets set free by one of the actual customers who she told the whole story to And he actually helped her to get set free. But she's going to share with us today what she went through afterwards. Christina, welcome to the show.
0: It's good to be here.
2: Christina, I mean, it must have felt so amazing going back to where you were in the car. He's speeding off and you are set free. And he takes you to the police station and helps you along the way. And what did you discover through this process?
0: I've never felt any type of adrenaline like that moment And even having been starved for seven days and sleep deprived and everything I had gone through, you know, (laughs) the human body is an incredible thing. (laughs) The fact that I could even feel that much exhilaration But before we went to the police station, we did stop at his apartment. And he fed me Fruit Loops. And when I tell you that no food has ever tasted as good as Fruit Loops did that day, going seven days with no food, and still to this day, if I'm honest, I cannot eat Fruit Loops because I just don't think they'll ever taste as good. (laughs) There's no point, it will never do it any justice. Yeah. And from there, you know, we called my mom. And then we went to the police station and told them what was going on. I was dishonest to keep him out of trouble and said that I ran Mm. to a gas station where he found me. Mm. But the biggest thing was, there were no resources for me. They didn't Mm. have any way to get me back home. And I took them back to the very hotel we were at. They were at my car. They left my car there. They didn't take any fingerprints. They didn't do anything. There was nothing they did to try and find them. It was such a normalized thing. And actually, California has the highest trafficking rate. They have the absolute highest trafficking rate. And this was 14 years ago.
2: Oh my gosh. So
0: that just kind of solidified this thought in my mind that I had to just keep going. There was no room to make excuses that I just had to get back home somehow, go back to work and just pretend like nothing happened and just keep pushing forward.
2: And that's what you did. Like you got home. That's what I did. You actually tried to go to work, but then on the inside, there was definitely something wrong. Can you tell us about that?
0: Absolutely. So, (laughs) you know, here I am, 18 years old, living in Las Vegas by myself. My whole family's out of town, and I'm taking the police report to my boss to try and justify my seven-day no-call, no-show. And for some reason, I couldn't see why they were letting me go. They knew that I wasn't in a place to be there, but I wasn't willing to accept that. And it took seven years. Wow. Seven years for me to get to a place where... It was too much, you know, and through that seven years, I started to have panic attacks and I started to just be so consumed by fear. I had a really hard time going even just to the grocery store. It got to the point at the end of that seven year period, it got to the point where I was under so much stress emotionally that my body became malnourished because I had malabsorption problems. My GI tract was no longer taking nutrients from food. It didn't matter how much I ate. I was tiny my arms hurt holding my steering wheel and I started to get FMLA time to leave from work because I couldn't do it anymore. You know, and at this point I had a little boy. He had just turned four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I needed to try and be okay for him, yeah. but I was not okay.
2: Well, you were even telling me that one of these panic attacks, which, you know, some people don't really know what that is, but it's like a sudden you know, shriek and shrill of fear and anxiety that just suddenly pikes out of nowhere and it can leave you on the ground shivering. And it's like a physiological, it's not just like in your head. It's like literally your whole body responds to literally being petrified. Mm -hmm. And you actually went through this all the time, but then you had a four hour long panic attack that led to a change in your life. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, I was standing in the doorway of my bedroom and I could feel my heart just throbbing through my whole body. I was shaking. I was sweating. I was petrified. I was watching the shadows on the ground as cars would pass by and cause the shadow to shift because of their headlights. And I remember thinking, like, I'm going to die. And if I'm not, like, I really want to. I don't want to do this anymore. And I remember that being the first time that I truly cried out to God. Every other time that I had ever said anything to God, I was like, I don't know why you hate me Mm -hmm. because everything I had been through in my life, everything from being 16, finding out my dad wasn't my dad, you know, and not knowing who he was and being in foster care and all of the things and then being trafficked, right? But that night I was just like, God, I do not want to wake up tomorrow. And I had a lot of choice words with him. And then I basically just said, if you make me wake up tomorrow, you have to do this for me. I cannot do this. I absolutely cannot do this. I'm done. I'm done. I didn't know what else to do. I had tried drinking. I smoked so much weed, right? I had tried wow. dating. I'd tried putting all my effort into what I looked like. I tried everything else.
2: To no avail. None. To no avail. It
0: just made it worse. It was temporary peace and then just fear. Nothing could get rid of the prison that I was in.
2: But you woke up with something. It's almost like he heard you, even though you were you know, yelling at him, but then something happened where you woke up with a sense of something? What was that?
0: Yeah. So the next morning, for the first time in my life, I felt peace and I felt joy. And I honestly didn't know what it was. (laughs) I had never experienced it. And I just remember I was pacing back and forth and I was just like, God, God, did you hear me? Did you hear me? Because when I cried out to him and I was yelling at him and all of that and telling him to take my life, all he could really hear from the bottom of my heart was just, please take my life. I'm Mm. done. (laughs) I'm done. I can't live this life. And I didn't understand, right? I don't know why at that moment, I was like, I have no idea why I've gone through anything that I've went through. But that first taste of peace and love, I was just like, I don't even care anymore. Mm. All I cared about from that moment forward was making sure that that never, ever, ever left. And if that meant that God never left, then I was going to pursue him with my whole heart Oh. And that was in March of 2013, and it was the last panic attack I've ever had.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And then after that, you like started digging through scriptures, is what you had told me before, and then you actually ended up going to a church and then receiving Christ as your Savior, receiving Him into your life, and like you realized that that peace came from Him at that moment when you received Him. Is that right?
0: Yes, and I wanted to go to church far sooner than I did, but... I felt like I was not good enough to be in a church. Mm. I felt like I was not the type of person. That should be there. And I know there are so many people who feel that. And it's unfair because Jesus died for all of us, for anyone that calls on him. But I was so convinced that I wasn't good enough because I didn't know the difference between Jesus and the Father, the, the Holy Spirit. I'm like, what is that? That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I was like, What is all of this? And I started to dig into scripture and I didn't even really know where to start. You know, I started with Google <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and I just started to read and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to read more. I need to read more. It was life to me. Hmm. And everything started to make sense And then all my desires started to change I didn't want to do the things I did anymore And all I wanted was Him
2: Wow So basically, He healed your life He gave you peace And so that was the moment where Though you were physically free Seven years before You actually became truly free And that explains why And the Bible says Whom the Son of Man has set free Is free indeed You were telling me that that (laughs) that verse came so real to you Is that right? Yes. Christina, it's so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on our show and sharing this amazing story. Jesus really does set people free. And Christina, you are one of them and living proof that He is alive. Christina, thank you. Thank you for being on our show with us today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
2: And if you want to find out more about Christina and her new book, you can follow her on social media platforms under Christina Glackin. And just, you know, Christina is spelled with a K. And Glackin is spelled G L A C K I N. So hold tight. I want to talk to you more about this. We'll be right back.
1: Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and are awakening the nations monthly giving partners if you own your own business taking visa and mastercard call and get a quote from on fire merchant services on fire merchant services is on fire to serve you look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682 that's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682 Welcome back to the show, where we're going to go deeper.
2: As we just heard a powerful, powerful testimony of how Christina got free from all her fear. And I know that as you're listening to it, you can relate to it, that there is some type of fear, maybe even paranoia, that is gripping your life. And in the Bible, it says, 1 John 4.18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Why? Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. What it says in the Bible is that when you understand that God loves you perfectly, it drives out all fear. Fear is the opposite or is the lack of love. And when you understood that you are loved by God and that God has this thing, fear will begin to exit your life. So Father God, I'm praying right now for my friend who for the areas of their life that has fear and that all that is is areas in their life that has no love or doesn't have you, Lord. So Lord Jesus, we're praying right now that that fear of torment, that fear of what could happen, that fear of how am I going to make it, Lord God, let that dissolve away even right now. Jesus, as we welcome you because you're the God of love, we welcome you, Jesus, into our lives to drive out all that fear. Let it happen to you, my friend. In Jesus' mighty name.
1: Well, I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.